This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hello there, Veg Zeners, and welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, you're going to learn the definition of cruelty-free. We've talked about some definitions previously with respect to, like, primarily foods, like natural, when somebody puts natural on the package, natural flavorings, that's the one that gets me. But today you're going to hear four myths about cruelty-free products and learn about several independent certification programs that are geared toward protecting animals and providing cruelty-free products to consumers. And this is something that our listeners, several listeners, have asked us for in the past, so I'm really glad we're getting to this one now. It took a little bit of research, but I think it's it was well worth the wait. Hopefully you'll find that. It, it was. And you know, what's funny is now I want to go through our entire house. And I started doing this yesterday. And there's a lot of stuff in our house that's really not, you know, certified. And we'll talk about certification later. But uh, it's really eye opening. Yeah. All right. But first, before we get into our episode, let's let's uh, get a couple of shout outs. I know we have a rating too, right? And you know what? I got to say, we have gotten a huge boost in ratings lately. Mm-hmm. So let me just start out by saying thank you to everyone who took the few seconds to go out to our to iTunes and leave us a rating because it really helps. First of all, it motivates us. But <laughs> it does. secondly, it, it is really... Uh, helps other people find us. So it helps iTunes know that, hey, there's some quality stuff going on here. So we're going to boost that up a little bit so that uh, other folks can find it. So thank you guys so much. And please, to the others, just because we got a bunch of ratings doesn't mean yours won't help us out. So please go out there and uh, leave us a rating and an honest rating as well. Yes, yes. And a big veggie group hug to to everyone who listens. We, we love you guys. But let's read one of those ratings. All right. So this is from Caroline in Bolivia. And we, uh, Caroline says, super. So she says, this is a great podcast for beginner vegetarians or seasoned ones. It's great that Vicki and Larissa do, and she spelled our name right, uh, Vicki's name right. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's great that Vicki and Larissa do research on a range of topics and share on their, on their podcast. I like their down to earthiness and how they share their successes and failures openly. Keep up the great work and maybe make your podcast a little longer they always seem to finish too soon (laughs) well i know personally well first of all thank you carolina yeah uh personally i could talk forever but uh i know that vicky has a limit on her (laughs) her Uh, talking i'm not going to comment on the first thing you said yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh so thank you carolina now what about facebook okay so our shout out this week goes to kem hellenius i hope i pronounced that correctly and Cam commented on an image with the uh, we had posted recently with a refrigerator freezer stuffed with processed foods. And when I saw this, I was ugh, I had to share it because it just it made my body hurt looking at it. It right. really did. And you it know what? It reminded so f- me of how sluggish I used mm-hmm. to feel when we used to eat that way. Right. And that's what I was going to say. That's what's so funny is that I mean, while our refrigerator, freezer, and pantry never looked as stuffed as this one does. And if you want to, if you want to see what we're talking about, I'll, I'll put the link to that post on, on the Facebook post in the show notes, but yeah. And the comment that I had with it said, 
leave the first or, or what first word pops into your head when you look at this picture. And what, what I said for us was diabetes when mm-hmm. I first saw it, because that because you did develop diabetes and I was pre pre diabetes yes. before we lost some weight and started changing how we how we ate. But Kim responded uneducated. I grew up with the kind with that kind of fridge. I raised my daughter differently, and she is raising the grands differently. As my knowledge of nutri- nutrition grew, my habits changed. Have gone from three hundred and twenty pounds down to two hundred. That is awesome! How amazing is that? I can tell you. I think when you put it's garbage in, garbage out with your food. When I'm eating poorly, I can really tell it mentally and physically as well. It's amazing how much it impacts your mental abilities. In fact, I was telling Larissa, and this is probably going to be a future podcast, is that I've been really experimenting with like superfoods and really uh, times of day that I'm eating and trying to see how that makes me feel. Of course, eliminating a lot of processed foods and such. So I think maybe an episode on superfoods might be really cool just to kind of talk about you know, what effect they might have on the body. Oh, I think that's an awesome idea. And I just have to say, you know, I am just so in awe of you every single day because you do stuff that, that I just don't. And I, it kind of makes me feel, I feel bad about myself sometimes. It's like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And it's not you making me feel bad about myself. It's me making me feel bad because I don't do all the things that you do, even though I know that, there it's what will help me but we talk about a little Mm -hmm. bit of time yeah you know and that's and that's why larissa and i wanted to do this podcast together as well because we know we're we're kind of on opposites but with the same Mm -hmm. struggle so larissa's we don't have the same mindset if if both of us just sat here and said oh go 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 exercise Mm -hmm. exercise you know and there's no struggle and just do it and that kind of thing that's not really going to inspire most people because most people aren't like that and i have my off days too don't get me wrong i mean that that happens to me as well you know and then i i tell you i'm paying for it you know so um yeah no i mean you know it's just like anything like we always say a little bit at a time just a little bit of tweaking every day can really make a difference and it starts to snowball too it does it does but you can reverse that snowball and you can melt it so you know just that's and that's what i have to keep telling myself is just i'm human and i'm trying so so awesome anyway awesome okay well what about twitter all right so we're gonna give a twitter shout out today to danielle mcfadden at d mcfadden lowell Mm -hmm. and she says I'm a cheese lover and would love to cut back. Maybe ways to remake cheesy dishes without cheese, Mexican meals, pasta, etc. Now that is like totally within my area of interest as well because I Mexican food is like my favorite type of food and there's usually a lot of cheese and that's as I mentioned before probably the biggest reason why I'm not vegan. I, eggs, I love eggs but I I could probably live without it. I don't see myself living without cheese right now. <laughs> and that's what can't. so many people say. So it's a that's very, so very common thing to hear vegetarians say is is what's keeping them from being vegan. So And I don't hate vegan cheese. A lot of people just like especially cheese lovers, they hate it. Yeah. Like I know you don't care I, for it. I don't it. really care for it. But and it I mean I've we've had some good or at least like the consistency has been relatively close to me for regular cheese, but I just haven't been able to make that adjustment yet. But right. So we're working on it. All right. So are we ready to get into our podcast episode? We are. Okay. So first, let's just define what cruelty-free means. Okay. So cruelty-free actually means there's two parts to the definition. And a lot of people will stop at this first part and think, okay, it's cruelty-free, but it's really not. So cruelty-free means that 
A, the finished product is not tested on animals. So if you have, if you buy uh, lotion at the store, you know, that's the finished product. So the finished product is not tested on animals. But what a lot of people don't think of is the second part. And that is B, that the ingredients in that finished product are not tested on animals. So that's what cruelty-free is. The finished product is not tested on animals, but neither are the ingredients um, tested on animals. And that is either by the finished product manufacturer or the ingredient manufacturer. Okay, so thanks for that definition, Larissa. You're welcome. We're going to go ahead and jump into four myths about cruelty-free products. And the first is, is that just like with the natural labeling or even organic, unless it's certified USDA organic, that's, that's, we, we talked about that previously. It doesn't necessarily mean it's organic. People can throw that word into stuff. Um, but if you see the words cruelty-free or not tested on animals on a product, that doesn't automatically mean it's okay to use if you're looking for a cruelty-free or not tested on animals product. We're going to talk about labeling for, for the true cruelty-free at the end of our four myths. But just know that for now, that just like anything else, and this drives me insane, you guys who have been listening to us for a while know, this drives me insane that you have a right to know. And if you decide to use it, then that's your choice. But to mislead you and you're thinking, oh great, I'm supporting this company that's not testing on animals, and you, in fact you are, that drives me insane. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so stepping number- off the stepping off the um, soapbox now. <laughs> That's okay. okay. I, I like your soapbox. <laughs> uh, all right. So myth number two: animal testing is required by law before products can be sold to the public. Now, there's there's a couple of condi- well caveats here, I guess. So not in the United States. Uh, the United States does not require, and I don't think any Europe. I'm not positive on this, but most of the bigger European countries, I don't think require this either. Uh, In the United States, it is not required that products be tested on animals before they can be put out into the marketplace. However, there are some countries, uh, China and Brazil are two notable big ones, that do require testing on animals on imported products. And and of of course, they test on animals for the products that they produce as well. But when they bring products into the country, so products from big, maybe U.S. manufacturers like cosmetic manufacturers or, or health products, when they bring products in, before they put them out into their marketplace in their country, they do test those products on animals. So the, the thing that's important with this for us, now you, you say, okay, well, I don't live in China, so I'm not buying those products, right? Well... The thing that's important to remember is that if you buy those products in the United States, even though they're cruelty-free here, they may be certified cruelty-free, those companies, those manufacturers are still supporting animal testing because they're putting their products into a market that tests on animals. And they have to still test it before it goes out. Yes. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Myth number three, products not tested on animals are not safe for humans. Wrong. That's definitely false. Because the reactions, there's different, I mean, if you think about this, it makes complete sense. We're, we don't have the same makeup as a lot of the animals. By makeup, I mean genetic makeup that a lot of the animals are doing the testing on, uh, it, it, they're doing this on. You know, it goes back to my daytime job as a business analyst manager. 
you know, one of the things that you want to make sure you're doing is that you're testing things that closely mirror production because when you're putting something into a production environment, you want to be, you know, pretty pretty confident that's the way it's going to react. It's the same thing here. You can't really, a mouse is not us. You know, we're not, we don't have the same genetic makeup. So, um, you know, that's just, that's pretty common, pretty much common sense. So there are a couple of more reliable methods that we can use. So one of those would be in vitro, meaning like in a Petri dish, cell and tissue samples. So taking human cells and human mm-hmm. tissue and testing it on, uh, testing it on that. That to me would seem to mirror much right. more real it's, life. It's actually human. It's yeah. not, you know, we don't, and like you said, we don't have mouse skin and we don't have rabbit eyes, but right. you know, we can test on human DNA right. cells. And then com- computer models. I mean, just think about it in our lifetime. Okay. I know I'm only in my late twenties, <laughs> <laughs> but in our, in our lifetime, I mean, we've gone from, there was no such thing as cell phones. Even when I was in college, Okay, I just totally dated myself there. But even when I was in college, I mean, think about the computers and all that stuff that when I think about what we were learning on back then when I was in college with the big floppy disks and, you know. So you went to college when you were four, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, But, I mean, nowadays, there are computer models that can do a lot of that simulation Mm -hmm. that we, you know, we're still using methods that we've used for you know, decades. Right, so. right. I mean, we can 3D print stuff, right? And that actually works. Yeah. You can 3D. I saw something the other day. It was super crazy. It was like something that had wheels and it like actually worked. I was like, really? I still don't understand the 3D printing thing. I don't either. Thing, I don't either, do but it's totally cool. <laughs> so, okay. all right. Uh, so uh, n- myth number four is that cruelty-free products are hard to find. And as you will we'll be talking about, this is really not true. There are so many companies that are cruelty-free and, even, and vegan uh, that make cosmetics, health products, uh, you know, toothpaste and things like that, and even uh, household products, cleaning products that are actually certified cruelty-free. So they're not hard to find. You just have to know how to find them. Yeah, we have a house cleaner, and the, the cleaning service that we use uses natural products mm-hmm. i mean they're not uh they're how, how do i how would we describe those they're uh, green um, products green products yeah yes. green products yes so all right so there are ways to find them as i said and this is how and here's the other thing the more you support those that are cruelty free the more again you're voting with your dollars so the other companies even if they don't see value in that or they think they're saving money in the long, you know in the long run by t- continuing to test on animals once these other companies things are changing i mean they really are changing you can see it just in in how companies are having to start to pay attention to a lot of this stuff because you guys are voting with your dollars right. it's all because of the consumers exactly all right, so let's talk some about the independent certification programs that are already in place, and I'm sure there'll be more. Like, like you said, things are changing. I'm sure that there will be more of this coming up in the future. But the programs that are already in place are uh, several that we'll talk about. So uh, the first one is Leaping Bunny. Now, this is probably the biggest one. Yeah. And even bigger than PETA's, I think. And, you know, PETA's a, a big organization. But leaping, the Leaping Bunny program has, actually has two components. So in the United States, and then there's a, a separate one that's international, but they use the same logo. So in the United States, products are certified to be uh, cruelty-free by the Coalition for Consumer Information on Cosmetics. That's the CCIC. 
and the CCIC is is composed of eight national animal welfare groups, including the Humane Society, and there are seven others. I didn't list them all in here, but I'll include their links in the show notes. So what they and what they have is a very specific written standard that they put products, they, they hold products up to this standard to see if they pass it. And if they do, then they qualify for inclusion on the in the Leaping Bunnies cruelty free list, and they're eligible to use the logo. Now, with the, the logo, what's what's interesting is that companies are not required to have that logo. That's an option that they can purchase uh, from the Leaping Bunny program. And that, of course, that money goes to fund uh, the Leaping Bunny research. So they're not, they're not required to put that on. And that's why I say, I said earlier is, even though it doesn't have the logo on there, it still could be cruelty free. So look it up. And uh, the way you would do that is with the app that we'll talk about or go on their website. So then internationally, they have a separate component. So internationally, products certified by the BUAV, or the British Union for the Abolition of Vivisection, vivisection meaning cutting into live animals, mm-hmm. uh, is, is one way, is one certification. Now, this was actually founded in 1898. How cool is that? The, the BUAV? Yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. So they've been around a long time. And of course, you know, the, the cruelty-free, I, I don't... I don't want to call it a movement, but the, what would you call it? Awakening, enlightening. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Has not been around that long, but uh, the BUAV has been since 1898. Okay. And then there's certification using the Humane Cosmetic Standard or HS, I'm sorry, HCS and the Humane Household Product Standard, HHPS. And that's what the BUAV uses for the Leaping Bunny program. So the BUAV is the international kind of component, I guess, of the Leaping Bunny program. All right. So now I know you tested an app. You were testing a couple of apps, right? I saw you around the house grabbing (laughs) products. And (laughs) so why don't you talk about your experience with those apps? All right. Well, now Leaping Bunny, the first one is the Leaping Bunny app. And I've actually had this one on my phone for a while. And I've used it here and there. But so I went through and looked at it yesterday. And the thing that I don't I, I've got pros and cons, and both of these apps are free that I'm going to talk about. One is is the Leaping Bunny, and then the other one is Peta's app. So both of them are free, which of course is a pro. Now the pros, the other pros for the Leaping Bunny app is that uh, it does list all the companies that the CCC CCIC. Thank you, <laughs> CCIC has certified as cruelty free, and in the app itself, it includes the company websites. So you can actually go out, you can click on that from the app, go to the company website if you want to read more about their mission and and you know what they're about and things like that, or if you want to find other products. Because the thing about this app is it doesn't list specific products; it lists companies. Okay. On the Leaping Bunny app. So you can browse. Uh, That's by- actually better, I think. Yeah, it, I, I it is. See, yeah, well, you know, it might be good to see some of the samplings, but here's mm-hmm. my, here's why I say that, because sometimes certain products, like a company can have certain products. You know, this happened to us with our organic thing. Remember when we were trying to like eat more organically mm-hmm. and then we found out that certain products of these bigger companies, like these bigger companies were affiliated. The umbrella. Exactly. Um, umbrella. Umbrella, umbrella company. companies. Yes. It's kind of scary when you really get into how big some of these corporations go. Yeah. So really like is. we were like eating stuff from a division of this 
that's actually a bigger thing that was yeah. promoting and, not yeah. labeling GMOs. You know, that's yeah. difficult. So I kind of like to see the bigger picture, but I can see where individual products would be helpful as well. It would. And again, you know, it, it would be helpful in the reverse of what you just said is because if this just gives you the, the big company names, uh, sometimes if you have a specific product, it's hard, it's kind of hard to tell who actually makes that product. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, so it's like where it's a division Pons, of like okay, the, you know, the Pons Pons mm-hmm. brand is actually Unilever, but unless you know, on uh, you know, to look in the tiny print on the back of that label on a very small container of hand cream, you know, you may not find that right away. So in that case, I think it would be good to have the. But so what I would like to see the Leaping Bunny app do is have expand it to. So it does have companies, but it also has products. Yeah, yeah I, I can see where both so would be So that's what I would like to have them do. Um, and then on, on the Leaping Bunny app, another uh, pro about it is that you can you can browse by either the company name or the category. So if you are looking for hair care products, you can you know browse by hair care and get all the companies. Or if you know the company you're looking for, you can just scroll down and see if they're in the list. The thing I didn't like or the things that I didn't like about the Leaping Bunny app is that there is no scan function. So it doesn't have a barcode scanner. And so many things today, you know, it's so easy to just go out there and say, oh, I wonder where I can buy this online. Click, you know, scan. Exactly. So it doesn't have a scan function. Um, There's also not a search function. So, yeah. So it's you basically it's just browsing. They're alphabetical, but still. You know, if it had a search function, it would be it would be better. And then it only identifies in their list on the app cruelty free uh, products that have been certified by the Leaping Bunny program. It doesn't say the ones that aren't. So, you know, if they had a search capability or a scan capability, then they would have the capability to, you know, scan that and have that result in there like, whoa, don't buy that. It's not cruelty free. We have not certified that product. Right now they don't have that. Mm. So you're not, you know, a hundred percent sure that you're you're getting everything or not getting you know uh, so I would like to see them improve those. Did you notice anything like in the feedback of the rating? Did you look through the ratings? You know, or and Sometimes they'll say yeah. that's going to be a future upgrade or something. Yeah. No, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, and then one more thing about the Leaping Bunny program, just in general, before we move on to PETA, is that they do have an online database. But again, it's not searchable. It's only browse. And it's browse, just like the app. It's browse by category and by um, name, company name. Uh, all right, so PETA. All right, so uh, PETA's Beauty Without Bunnies program. That's, that's their, another that's, certification program. Right, and they do have a searchable database, mm-hmm. and they have a free guide that you can order by mail, and I think they also have something you can download, don't they? Or is PETA, that the... Is yeah, that the, the Leaping Bunny has the downloadable one. Uh, PETA does not. I did order the PETA one, actually, a couple days ago, or yesterday. So when, when we get it, I'll kind of go through it and maybe do a little review on that. Okay, and they also have an app, and it's called the Bunny Free app. And I think you also experimented with this, right? Yeah. So it does have a scanner, mm-hmm. and it is searchable, and it does show products of both types. But from what I understand from you, the scanner didn't work so well. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, yeah, it's, so the scanner doesn't work that well. And then more than half the products I scanned didn't come up. It said, we have no matching products. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was scanning things like, like I said, that, that Pond's uh, – 
facial cleanser that you have in there. And I scanned uh, several different deodorants and I scanned, gosh, I scanned quite a few different things. And most of them, more than half of them came up as we don't recognize that product. So that's a big, big uh, problem. Yeah, for some commonly... Yes. Used household household goods. Yeah, these weren't these weren't obscure things. These were really common names, brand names. So that's the problem that I had with that one. And uh, I think that, you know, again, if they could improve that, then they already have the scan function. And I think that that would be a better a good app as well. But I still I would rather see the Leaping Bunny program improve their app to add a scan and a search because I like the way that they have theirs. All right. So in sum, let's go over the four four myths again. Right. If you see the words cruelty-free or not tested on animals on a product, that does not automatically mean that's the truth, You know, sadly. What, yeah. Can I add one thing to that? Sure. One of the things that I read is, and this is just, it's so sketchy to me. It's just like the, the companies not wanting to support uh, no GMO, you know, or label no GMO. A lot of companies, since this cruelty-free kind of um, thing has really picked up uh, speed, I guess, or energy or support. A lot of companies are starting to put that on their products. And the reason that they can, they can justify doing it is just what we talked about earlier is that they don't test on the finished product at their facility themselves. So they're saying, okay, this is not tested on animals. Uh, well, yeah, now they are. So yeah. that's, that's the way that these companies are starting to do that. So you'll see things like cruelty free or not tested on animals, but you can't take that at what it, what it says. Okay. And that's where you have to look for the certification. Yes. Right. Or look it up. Yeah. If they don't have the leaping okay. bunny. Yeah. Uh, the second myth was animal testing is required by law before products can be sold to the public. As we've talked about, this was not tr- this is not true for our country, United States. It might it's true in China and Brazil are probably two of the most notable, but outside of that, it is not required. Products not tested on animals are not safe for humans. That is also false. And the last myth we talked about was cruelty-free products are hard to find, and that is also not true. All right, and then we touched on a couple of certification programs, Leaping Bunny, uh, U.S. and international, and then also the PETA certification, the Beauty Without Bunnies program. Now, I got to say that this, the show notes for this episode is just going to be packed with links because I'm going to link to the programs, to the certification standards, because these programs, it's really nice, at least the Leaping Bunnies, uh, they have the complete standard that they follow on their website. So you can actually go and you can read, uh, you know, line by line what they test, what they measure against. So I think that's really cool. It's, it's transparency. I really like that. So I'll have links to that. I'll have links to the CCIC, the animal welfare group. So this is going to be a really packed show notes. So if you don't normally check out our show notes, you might want to do it for this one. And I have to say kudos to you for keeping your composure as I would look like I was just about to sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought that's what was going to happen. I was, Maybe I have pencil dust up my or pencil shavings up my nose. Oh my god, that was the funniest. Okay, I, can I share that story? Okay, real fast, please. All right. I know you're dying to. I know it's going to end up on Facebook. Anyway, oh, it so. will. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Vicky ordered some pencils. She's she's an office supply freak. She's been this way apparently since she was like what 
a kid. A yeah, kid my dad little. even gave me a desk drawer when I was like, I was still sitting on his lap. I remember so. <laughs> but uh, so she's so funny. She always cracks me up. We she, going to like Office Depot or Staples is is like. I don't it's like leave a party empty. for her. I don't even no. leave empty-handed ever. But so she ordered. She placed an order on Amazon the other day, and it came. And the in the box was a box of pencils, not the not natural the, uh, pencils. Yeah, natural pencils, not the mechanical ones, the kinds that you sharpen. And she has her little pencil sharpener next to the, the her desk. So I've been hearing this pencil sharpener for days now. And she came down, I heard the pencil sharpener, I guess yesterday, and then she came downstairs and I went to give her a kiss and I smelled pencil, like pencil, you know, like a, like graphite pencil. And I said, you smell like pencil. She said, it's probably my hands. I was sharpening pencils. So this afternoon we were getting ready to record and I heard the pencil sharpener. I came out into the, the area where we record and (laughs) There she is with a pencil to her nose, smelling, <laughs> smelling freshly sharpened pencil, and the look she saw smell. me. She she saw me come in, and the look on her face was priceless. She was busted. She was so busted, and I said, "Ha!" I said, "That's why you smelled like pencil the other day." <laughs> your hands They're but awesome. i just it was the funniest thing i mean you, you really had to be there but just the look on her face she was so busted she said no i said yeah but uh anyway that's my little pencil story <laughs> but uh yeah so she smells like pencils <laughs> all right are we ready to move into the recipe of the week sure it's not pencils no it's not pencils all or right. pencil shavings no the recipe this week is lemon chicken <laughs> Larissa likes, she gets to kick out when I say that because it's, obviously it's not real chicken, it's chicken. Yeah, it's and the C-H-I-C-K yeah. apostrophe N. Yeah, uh, with mushrooms and broccoli. <laughs> this is amazing. I love when she makes this. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about how you make it? Yeah, it, it's, oh, it's so We're going to put out the recipe, obviously. Yeah, we'll, we will have the recipe link. Uh, it's it's my recipe, so it's it'll be on our website. But basically what I do is I just use the corn, Q-U-O-R-N, uh, corn brand chicken tenders, chick, sorry, chicken, what, chicken tenders, <laughs> <laughs> cracks me up, uh, and um, it's sauteed mushrooms and steamed broccoli, all, you know, all together, and then the chicken that's been sauteed, and uh, what else do I do? Oh, lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, vegetable broth or stock. And it just all comes together so nicely. It's really quick. I mean, it's like 25 minutes total cooking time for everything. And then I usually serve it over rice, but you could also do it over pasta. Yeah, or, or noodles. maybe some noodles. Yeah, yeah, some kind of noodles. This is really good for during the week. And, and those of you with kids, it's life's about to get crazy again with all mm-hmm. the school stuff and activities. I can't believe the summer has gone by like that. But uh, this is a great one to really i mean the total cook time like larissa said is really short so mm-hmm. this is a good one yeah get your kids squeezing lemons and you know um some doing some of the prep and you'll be good to go in no time and sometimes i'll even actually make some extra sauce to kind of serve on the side because i like like super lemony oh, stuff. oh i know it's really so good i'll just make extra sauce and put it on the side but uh, so that'll be on the website all right so now the quote of the week The quote this week comes from Mahatma Gandhi, and he said, To my mind, the life of a lamb is no less precious than that of a human being. That makes my heart melt. And that's exactly why, you know, we were really 
happy to share this topic with you this week because it just breaks my heart to think about the cruelty that goes on with the animals in these situations. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you will be a little more aware as you buy products, those that, you know, we don't have to, we're so much more sophisticated than, than we were, you know, we're still using, like I said, some of the really outdated testing on the animals where we we're smarter than that you know yeah. it's just the cheapest way to do things and uh, or so we think or i guess the rationale behind it and uh it's it just doesn't need to be done yeah it's it's faulty thinking it's it's just it's not necessary and you know one of the things that we really we didn't talk about at all and i don't think for our listeners they know this you guys know this about us we don't we don't go into the graphic detail. We don't talk about that. We, we tend to want to focus on the positive aspects of things and not the negative. And that's why, you know, you don't see from us and you didn't hear from us in this episode specifics about, you know, what happens and what they do to animals when they test on them, because we don't, that's not what we're about. We're about letting you know how you can be proactive to help Instead of we, you know, if if it's something that you want to explore on your own, that's fine. Yeah, but that's not something that we want to put out there. Uh, we know it's there. We know it happens. We want to change it. Well, and it goes back to as I said one of as I said early on when we were still establishing who we were and what our message was in the early podcast that we did. Just like Mother Teresa used to say that she would not attend an anti-war rally, but she would attend a peace rally. We're about the peace rally. That's mm-hmm. really what we're trying to promote here on our site. The reason we became vegetarians and the reason I could never go back to eating meat is just because I know how we treat the animals, and I just don't want that energy in my body. But I, again, we try to focus more on the positives of eating a healthy plant-based lifestyle. Right, and post lots of pictures of adorable animals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you never get enough of those. <laughs> All right, well, I think that does it for our show this week. We're on to episode number 65. Awesome. I can't wait. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 